Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pilot Life Podcast, your go-to series about all things aviation, giving you the best insight possible. I am your host, Ray Maldonado. Let's get started. The flight levels. This is the part of the show where I like to share my tips and tricks with you all to hopefully help you along your way to become a pilot. So you want to become a pilot. Where do you start flight training? What does the process consist of? And how do you get in touch with the right people? I remember all those questions going through my head years ago when I got the itch. Now, my story begins when I was actually very young. I always loved airplanes and going to the airport as a child. My parents used to take my brother and I to air shows every year. And one of the more fond memories I have was actually that. The air shows, seeing the airplanes just fly by, going so high in the sky, and then coming on down, making a lot of noise, I was just memorized. The other memory that stands out is when I was at the doctor's office. My childhood doctor. Must have been maybe seven or eight years old at the time, maybe even younger. And he asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up. Classic question, right? I told him I wanted to become a pilot. And after that, I didn't think anything much of it. That's kind of where it ended for me. Now, for several years after that, the thought really didn't come into my mind. I still loved airplanes. I still loved going to the airport. I loved aviation. But the thought of me actually piloting the airplane, that was pretty far-fetched. Not until my senior year of high school, where, again, I get asked the famous question. To me, I guess I always thought of it as a loaded question, one that adults loved to ask, just to see what your ambitions are. But a question to a young person holds so much weight, or at least that's how I felt about it. What do you want to be when you grow up? My senior year in high school, this hit me hard. Because I actually was in a position where I needed to figure out fast what I was going to do for the rest of my life. So I started looking into different colleges and schools and just wanted to see what was out there. And that's actually how I ran across aviation. Because I found one school in particular that had an aviation program. That was my aha moment. ASU or Arizona State University. They offered a flight program. And at the time... I emailed them, got information, and they sent me this really neat packet. It actually had an airplane pen that the wings folded out and everything. And a whole bunch of information about the school and their degree program. That's when it hit me. For so long about my goal to become a pilot. So I spent the next couple weeks with everything, every bit of time that I had to figure out how I was going to make it work. So I started looking into how I was going to make this childhood dream come true for me. Guaranteed, if you ever thought about becoming a pilot, you have asked yourself, how do I start? And what is this going to cost me? (laughs) Those questions really... I'm sorry, those answers really depend on the individual. Right now in the year of 2022, it is some of the best time to start flight training. 
If you ever thought about becoming a pilot, now is the time to do it. AOPA and Flight Magazine are predicting thousands of pilots to retire in the next years to come. And that means that the backfill isn't there. I'm feeling it now when I was going through my training. I saw it. Of course, COVID hit. A little bit of a delay. And it really slowed down a lot of people. But that's a story for another time. If you've ever even thought about becoming a pilot, right now is the time to at least try. If it's been a career goal of yours or even just a goal you want to go ahead and cross off your list. When I started, there wasn't very many resources around like there is today. There's so much information online that it could really help steer you in the right direction. And then not to mention flight school is always opening up left and right. But how do you know the lifestyle of a pilot is right for you? Are you gone all the time? I'm not going to sugarcoat anything, and you will be gone a lot. But that does not mean every night for the whole month. It really just depends on the company you work for. Some companies have a schedule 5 and 10. Some have a 7 and 7. Or others have 17 on 15 off. So like I said, it really just depends on what you're looking for and the type of aircraft that you fly. But I will tell you this. If you want to be home for dinner every night, go find yourself a 9 to 5 desk job. Because that's how you can guarantee you're going to be home every night. Because as a pilot, your schedule will always vary. Sometimes it will change. Sometimes it will be better than other times. You just never know. Now, let's say you want to start a family. It's not going to be impossible. And many guys have families and kids. But it's not going to be as simple as the guy that has a typical 9 to 5. So it takes a great partner to be supportive and to understand what the larger picture there is. But anything is possible with the right people. Now let's say you have all your affairs in order. What school is right for you? Well, this is the time to go shopping. Go check them out. Take a look at your local airports or maybe even a little bit further down the road. Because chances are you'll find yourself at least one that offers a flight school or flight lessons. Now just because you find one doesn't mean, okay, this is it. This is the one I, I'm going to go to. Go take a look at different ones. Now write down a list of questions. A list of questions that you want to ask. And go to about two or three. And see how they treat you. Look at the airplanes. Look at the maintenance facility. Look at their offices and just take a look as a whole on what they are working with because you could go into others that they paint you that pretty picture but in reality it's not as pretty as you think it is think of this as you are going out to buy yourself a luxury car or maybe you're going to go back to school to like an ivy league school you're about to invest a lot of money so i cannot stress this enough Ensure you are at the right school that has your best interest in mind. Now, this isn't to say that you can't leave and go to another flight school, because of course you can. It just makes your life a little bit more simple if you could find one to take you from zero to hero. Are all flight schools the same? No, they are not. <laughs> there is a huge difference. Let's talk about Part 61 schools. You know, your mom and pop flight school. 
locally owned, and have a small staff. Those are typically going to be anywhere from having one airplane to maybe even having around 10 to 15. Those schools are great for the people that are trying to be cost efficient. When you're trying to be cost efficient, if you're self-motivated, you could get yourself through a Part 61 school for a little bit less of the cost than the other competitors out there. Now, the other competitors out there are 141 flight schools. These are much larger, structured, and are university or accredited flight schools. Like I mentioned, you find yourself paying a little bit more out of pocket for these. But to each their own, everybody's different, so choose the one that is right for you. Now that you have found a flight school, I cannot stress enough, take the time to understand if you like flying. <laughs> now, by what I mean by that is, during my time instructing, I can't tell you the amount of times I took potential students on their first flight, and later to find out flying wasn't going to be for them. But they invested so much time and money already. So please ensure you actually enjoy flying. Go out there, find yourself a flight school that introduces and offers intro flights or discovery flights. They are anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour, and they put you with an instructor. You go up, and you get to just see what it's like. You know, they put you in either the 172 or they put you in a Cherokee. And if that moment right there, you have any doubts, questions, then you should reevaluate what you're doing there. Because for most people that choose this as either a career or are hooked, you know in those 30 minutes, without a doubt, this is for you. So please do your homework and check them out. By now, each school has probably sold you on their version of the best way to earn your certificates. Because depending on what your goal is, they'll have different paths to take. Like, let's say for the guy that wants to do this as a hobby, it's going to be totally different than the career pilot. Zero to hero, they're going to be totally separate. So, in what order should you complete your certificates? Well, you should start off with your private pilot's license. Airplane, single engine, land. Instrument rating on top of that. Commercial rating, single engine land. Then after your commercial single engine land, things get interesting. Because there's actually a couple different paths you could take. One of them in particular is getting your multi-engine airplane rating. Knock that out, and then you're all set. You can fly single engine, multi-engine airplanes, you're good. But just because you have your commercial single and multi-engine does not mean you're going to get hired and you can start getting paid. With low time at that point, maybe less than five, 400 hours, it's going to be kind of tough. The second path is to go get your CFI, Certified Flight Instructor. Once you have your Certified Flight Instructor license, you can start generating a positive income, a positive flow of cash, because everything up until this point You've always been having cash go out due to flying. Never come in. 
And my God, let me tell you, it feels so good to actually see some money come in from flying. If you choose to take the path of your CFI, CFII, then MEI, you solidify in that school that you work for that you are valuable and you are worth keeping around because you don't you aren't just limited to single engine airplanes. You do single engine, you do multi-engine, and then you do instrument flying as well. So you are one of the more diverse flight instructors they will have. So like I mentioned before, private instrument commercial, then you do your multi-commercial. Now you're kind of stuck with, okay, I have my multi-commercial, I have my single commercial. How am I going to build the time in order to be competitive? This is why I can't stress enough that do your CFI. That way you can start generating a positive cash flow. You can start saving up a little bit more money and then throw it straight back into fly. <laughs> Last step is your ATP. Once you have gained all the experience, put in the flight hours, done the time. Last step is your ATP, but that's once you have at least 1,500 hours, if not more. And the way things are going today, some guys are getting in with 15,000 hours. I'm sorry, 1,500 hours and one. At the moment, everyone is hurting. Regional airlines, major airlines, corporate pilots, they're all looking to fill positions. So if you've ever thought about becoming a pilot, either as a career move or even as a hobby, now is the time. No doubt flight training is expensive. Pick wisely regarding your situation, and remember, life changes, and we all make decisions. After you completed all that time, earned all the ratings, don't forget to enjoy the journey. Enjoy that time that you spent in the airplane with your friends, building time, or with your instructor. Even better, you as the instructor. A lot of people forget to take a step back and realize how great they truly have it. Less than 1% of the world are pilots, so never take it for granted. Appreciate every moment. Thank you guys for listening. Please, if you have any questions at all, send me an email at the pilot's live podcast at gmail.com. Talk to you guys soon.